What's up, everybody? Uh, it's me, the hottest boy in the fucking podcast game, Sebastian Canelli, and you're listening loud about nothing. As always, as always, we got the fucking cute boy here. Okay, he is not blood, but he is my nephew. Give it up for Robbie, boy. Robbie, say what's up. What's up, Sebastian? Robbie, Robbie, you're looking good today. I just want to say, I just, I know that we haven't hit the gym in a couple of days, but your boys are still looking good. I'm Thanks. just, I worry that you were losing gains. You are not losing no, no. gains, bro. You. You are looking good. We got we got a fucking funny ass guest today, bro. We have a very funny guest. They created the Quibi Show game show. One of the funniest shows out there. You got to see this show live. It's absolutely tremendous. Also, they host a weekly stand-up show called Juicy at Q Club. So please check that out. Give give it up for Dave Mazzoni. Dave. Ah! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, Uncle Sebastian! It's so good to see you, man. Oh my God, Uncle Bob! That's what we—that's what we rock on this pod. We do Uncle hey. Bob. <laughs> Dave, I'm it's so great happy. to be here. Oh God, I'm so happy to that that you could do this. You know why? Why? Because we have. You have the aesthetic that I wish I had with the fucking, you rock the guinea tees. You're cooking sauce all day. You got the fucking <laughs> Gucci slides, bro. I see you Baby. out here, bro. Hey, Italiano forever. No shame in my game. Yeah, I've been laying, layering the gold chains on. I'm rocking the guinea tee. <laughs> well, wait, so were you allowed to say guinea tee growing up or no? Uh, guinea was definitely a slur. No, we never said it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But now as an adult, I go, Daddy, I do what I want, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Reclaim the word. It's yours. Yes. Are you 100% Italian? Um, no, I'm actually a quarter French Canadian. So 75. Almost. My mom's a little a little mixed. Interesting. In Montreal, but, Qu Quebec City. Um, Montreal, actually. Wow. wow. Yeah. That but, um, but you know, where I grew up, it's, it's Rhode Island. It's give, giving Long Island, giving Staten Island, giving New Jersey. I'm basically okay. an eggplant parm. Okay. Yes, I know. I love this. I, yeah. I truly and Rhode Island is where the Godfather is based off of. Yeah, Rhode Island know. has some some mafioso history that I know very little about, but I know that a lot of the uh, mafia began in the Rhode Island area, and I know that there's a still mafia money running a lot of parts of it, several different cities, Providence especially. Yep. Yep, a hundred percent. There's this great podcast. Oh, we like to plug other podcasts yeah. instantly. That's not ours. Oh, one. spread the love. <laughs> Called a mogul. That's about the um the mafia that in uh, Rhode Island. It was absolutely tremendous. Um, is that Cianci? Is that is, is, he's like a part of it? No. Who? Buddy oh yes, Cianci? yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's a hundred percent him. I don't know enough details to go into it. But, me uh, either. That's kind of <laughs> where it stops for me. But you don't forget a name like Buddy Cianci. Yes. I, mean, I think he was the mayor. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's what it is. Everyone should go listen. That's so good. Here's my question to you, Dave. Though, you cook. You are you are cooking the like, uh, the most tremendous meals I've ever seen online. Right? Hey. How how do you cook and eat like that, but still fucking stay svelte? This is <laughs> this is my question yeah. to you, right? All right, so let me. I'm gonna. It's a long story, but I'm gonna give you the Please. tea right now. So yeah. I, I love to cook. I cook in big quantities all the time. But I'm a big freezer. I'll make a bunch of stuff. I'm sure your parents may be the same. Like you make sauce once a month, and then you always. freeze it all and just pull it out whenever you need it. So I cook in big quantities, but don't always eat in big quantities. But also, I had a fucking okay. So in March of 2020. I was like absolutely dying in COVID, so sad, didn't want to be here. I'm sorry, not March, May. 
we, it, I was March. You were house. thriving in March. Dave was thriving. March. I was. I was gonna have a Quibi show. I was gonna do the Tonight Show. I was getting a publicist. <laughs> May twenty twenty. I was applying for unemployment. Uh, honey, it was not. Oh, yeah. It was not what I thought was gonna happen. Sure, but sure. the business, she loves to keep you on your toes. Yeah. So anyway, in May, I was I was absolutely fucking so upset with everything going on. I was like, I got to get out of here. I know it's insane to travel, but Airbnbs are so cheap. I'm going upstate for a week. Yeah. So my boyfriend and I booked an Airbnb upstate, and uh, it was like really far up in the mountains. And it was a beautiful Airbnb. Though oh. I remember reading through the um, book to turn on the hot tub and reading like, oh, my God, they got a, like an outdoor shower. The, there's well water, like fresh. I was like, oh, my God, amazing. You're speaking my language. We are a hot tub. <laughs> I love hot tubs on a romantic I was like, trip. Yes. Yes. I was like, <laughs> absolutely. We're going to rain on me came out, which is what I'm wearing on my T-shirt here. Oh. Um, Oh. Rain on me came out that weekend, which is the gay national anthem right now. So I was it was an explosive weekend. I had a great time. <laughs> so I came back and at the same time I started prep, which is gay drug, gay vitamin that keeps you AIDS free. Yes. And um, I started at that time and I started to have a really upset stomach like all the time, like was waking up in the morning fucking so like on the toilet for like hours, like not going to the bathroom, just cramps, massive really? stomach pains. I yes. had diarrhea from that. It's not, it's just cramps, huh? Well, so, well, it was, it was like a little of both, but primarily yeah. it was like cramps. So I called my doctor Jesus. and was like, what's going on? It's been three weeks. My body is going crazy. He was like, it's probably true. Vada. I would, it, this is a side effect. It goes away. I'd push it for another two weeks. So I do another two weeks. I call him back. It's still persisting. Oh, and wow. he's like, listen, just stay healthy, you know, keep working out. At the same time, I'm so depressed. I can't control a single thing in my life. I am working out a little bit more than I had been. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, let's switch to Discovy, which is a sister drug to Truvada. I, I switched to Discovy. We try it for a month. I'm still shitting water. Oh. Like every morning waking up like clockwork, waking up at like 7 a.m. because my body literally is in physical pain. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? Another month and a half passes while I'm on Discovery. I'm trying to push through. I really want to have unprotected sex. So yes, um, <laughs> yes we are I'm, fans. We are fans. You might, on the you might ask, like, why would you go through this many months of liquid diarrhea? Um, and the answer is unprotected sex. I can't, I can't say there's any other motive. It feels um, better. It feels it's better. just, it's just the only kind of sex, really. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> another month i've only uh, ever used a condom oh robbie no yeah. robbie robbie that's not true it come on i mean 99 of the time i've used a condom yes so you've and that one percent do you still remember it uh, vaguely no uh, he called me he called me on the phone dave he calls me and he goes yo i did it without a condom it felt good <laughs> he called me on the Oh, no, I mean it, it's worth bragging about. It's worth calling your friend about. It's just yes, better, man. I mean, I can't even nut. It's not possible. Liquid diarrhea for apparently. <sighs> well, <laughs> so I after all of this, I go back to the doctor and I tell him honestly, I I can't do this anymore. I, I've got to get off this drug. Unprotected sex is not worth it. And he's like, okay, no problem. So I stop. Another month elapses. I'm still shitting liquid diarrhea. So I go back to my doctor again and I'm like, I think I'm very sick. We need to run some serious fucking tests. Also at this time, I have lost about 25 pounds. <gasps> like literally I have abs for the first time. I've never had abs. I've always wanted them, never oh. had them ever. I'm waking up in the morning and having that stomach where you haven't eaten or done anything. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And um, 
uh, I'm working out, so I'm like feeling really good about this. I'm like, wow, I'm in control of nothing in my life. Quibi is an absolute joke. I'm so excited <laughs> that at least I have my body in my own hands. Like, this is amazing. So he te he tests me for a bunch of things. I got to shit in a cup, all this. You shit in a cup? Yes. I've done and that before. Well, it's pretty difficult. I'm going to be honest. It's a it's quite a balancing act. <laughs> yes, um, I can't even imagine what, would, what, what, what I, I would do. I think what you're picturing is exactly uh -huh. what happened. Oh my god! That's <laughs> you so know, just kind of a hover uh -huh. um, and a humbling and a prayer. experience. Uh -huh. oh, <laughs> it's humbling. It's, it's extremely humbling. Um, <laughs> but we determine after these tests that I have a parasite called oh. Giardia, which you get from well water, which I had at the no. Airbnb in May. This was, oh, mind you, this was uh... November. November, I went to the doctor and finally got this news. I had been dealing with Giardia, which is so it's not a tapeworm. I imagined immediately like a very long worm living inside me. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. millions of microscopic bacteria that consume oils, fats and protein deposits in all of the food that you digest. It's very common in third world countries where water is not clean. And also it's very common in well water, which is usually not um, maintained or managed in the same way that our water in the city is so essentially everything that i had attributed to my fucking running on the treadmill was just a disease literally scraping the insides <laughs> of my intestines eating anything of nutritional value so i was actually like not healthy like gaunt um yeah. from all of this so that happened to me in 2020 and i have been trying to maintain since i honestly it's very easy to get rid of you just take an antibiotic and it's gone sure did you did you contact the Airbnb and be like, uh, great time, but you should know. <laughs> I I actually didn't. What I'm gonna do instead is actually start giving tours up to that Airbnb for all of the all the girls in my life who are like, um, where do I get this fucking Giardia? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna create a diet soda with like essence of Giardia and fucking become a billionaire. Dave, I would use it. I, I would take it for like like three weeks, you know, get like a quick liquid diet, liquid ass diet. You know, and then you just take out. an antibiotic, you and then you make the drink that is the Giardia, and then you make the yes. drink that's the antibiotic. It's the pre and the post. Oh, that's like the hair um, medication, and you got to buy blue chew afterwards. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> like, and, that's what you do. You got to have two products one with the side effect, and one that you have the answer for. And I'm gonna own both. It's gonna be brilliant. I, I wanted, and also it's highly contagious. My boyfriend somehow didn't get it, but I was, he was like, What? He was like, Give it to me. Like, <laughs> Before I took the I antibiotic, that. I want to be skinny. <laughs> I mean, I was like, it's this easy. Like what? I was like, I love this Giardia. I had the antibiotic. I was like looking at myself in the mirror, holding my my morning abs being like, I want to keep it. <laughs> you had the antibiotic right until the expiration date. And you're like, OK, I, I'll, do it. I'll do it. I actually I got the antibiotic probably like December 12th and uh -huh. I didn't take it until New Year's Day. <laughs> Oh my God, Dave, this is sick. I just let it keep going because I was like, I love this lifestyle. I can really, I can eat a whole pizza and then bugs inside my body will eat it for me. Like, it's true. this is amazing. It's that actually is so, I understand this. I just a little more. And then you go in the new year, I'll, I'll be, I'll be accountable. I said, New Year knew me, and I looked in the mirror at on uh, New Year's Day, and when well, my boyfriend was behind me, and was like, "Take the fucking pill, your bo <laughs> your body is screaming." <clears throat> I was like, "All right, okay, okay, fine. This is enough is enough." But 
what a wild eight months it was. And I will say it certainly crash dieted and crash fasted my body. So I'm feeling very confident about the way that I look right now in a way I haven't before. And so sure. I'm just panicked about maintaining because I'm like, every morning I wake up and I'm like, oh God, where is it back? Like, yeah. where am I returning to? But honestly, I, I'm just, I've been feeling the best right now, I think, because the world is finally opening back up. And that's yeah. all I've been wanting. You can hear it in my voice. I've been out. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, if you want to follow a journey, uh, follow Dave, because every night you are at like the biggest club, the biggest like extravaganza I've ever seen in New York City. I'd be outside. It's getting expensive. <laughs> I can't imagine. I I stay outside. Like, honestly, pull up is becoming like a very expensive thing to say. I just, oh I can't, I can't just be out here like this anymore. But I am enjoying um, seeing friends that I didn't want to see in COVID. You know, those like bar yeah. friends where it's yep. like, I do not want you in my home, but yep. I would like to see you and talk to you for a little while and then kind of <laughs> bounce away in an organic way. Sure. I want to be in a neutral zone that you have friends that need to exist in neutral zones. That if and and you bring your own friends because I'm gonna walk away from you at a certain point in the nights because we I'm not responsible for what happens in your life you know, 100%. absolutely yeah that, yeah that's how I feel I don't want to worry about how you're getting home no I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to worry about having to send like nonverbal signals for you to leave my living room yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Uh, it was so hard in COVID because you couldn't be like, oh, I got to wake up for work tomorrow. Oh, I got to go. It was like, uh -huh. we could just stay here all night. So um, the the window, the, the amount of people that I was hanging out with was getting, was really tiny as it was literally mandated by the government. But yes, um, yes. just feels but good Dave to be did back it for different again. reasons. Yeah. Dave did it for different reasons because people, he's so cool. People would not want to leave, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get Sebastian, it. you got to come out with me. You both should. Yeah, I would 100% love to come out with you. I'd be like doing a lot of that gay shit, though. I got to say. Yeah, Dave, I, I like I, I, <laughs> What's that gay shit? Gay shit. <laughs> what's that gay about? shit? Yeah, what's that gay shit? Yeah, yeah you probably would love it. Well, um, I go to a lot of drag shows. I'm a big supporter mm -hmm. of drag. I think drag is very uh, – it's, so, it's an interesting – combination of protest and performance for me um for a lot of people who do drag what do you mean by um, that yeah 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 well i think that like for a lot of people well the drag community gets larger and larger every fucking year as rupaul's drag race continues to pay these queens out mm -hmm. and the 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 sport sort of gets wider but originally it started as like a lot of these people um their femininity and expressing their femininity all the all the way was something that they were shamed for a lot was embarrassing you know you you depending on your family structure obviously you grow up kind of like in fear of being outed in fear of of what expressing your femininity means about your masculinity and how mm -hmm. the two affect one another and so for me drag is like when a girl comes when when a guy mm -hmm. or girl yep. comes out and with fucking dick out fucking like tits on huge yes. wig like for me it's just like fuck yes like yeah. it's yeah. just like for me it's like the ultimate expression of of power where it's like absolutely you give no fucks and like i love that in comedy i love that in vocalists i love that in theater like all i want to see is commitment 1000 percent. like sure. you in game show the other night you commit 1000 <laughs> percent. and I'm, it's like it's fun you don't have you don't have to know the words to britney spears which it's fine if you don't it's about just the heart being there and in drag oh. a lot of the time it's like you just are watching men be as femme and as powerful as they oh. can be and then a whole crowd of people fucking throwing dollar bills at them it's it's the opposite of yeah. how you grew up so the yeah, space yeah, yeah. is very special it's very sacred 
And then also it's, you know, because drag is getting so big, like there's critique involved in it and gay people love to fucking have opinions on everything. So now we're like comparing whose hair looks good. Is the outfit making sense? The, it becomes America's got talent and gay people sure. love to all pretend to be Simon Cowell. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a combination of, of all those things for me. And so I go to a lot of drag shows because oftentimes it'll be drag for a little while and then they flip the lights off and it becomes like a dance party. It's a great way to like have an intermission in the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I went to a drag show uh, once and I had a blast. It was fun. Yeah. You, th you throw dollars at them. They, they're funny. Like yeah. these, these they're drag funny. are very funny. Yeah, we for Quibi we had um, drag queens on the show and and they were the, some of the best we could have had because all they do is heckle people all day long. All they mm -hmm. do is handle massive crowds of drunk people. They do audience participation. Like their hosts and many of them, the good ones, are comics as well. So yeah. I got a lot of respect for a lot of them, and it's just a fun night out. So I'd be doing that. Yeah, it's um, fun. I went. I'm from the same hometown as Jan, mm -hmm. and so oh, Jan's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know Charlie from. You like, have to say the full name, Robbie. Robbie, Jan, did you think well, I was just, just gonna Jan get Jan? Well, she he, he is just Jan because just Jan. Jan Sport. Jan Sport said no. The brand Jan yeah, yeah. Sport was like, really? oh no no no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fuck them. Fuck but, them is right. So it's just them. Jan. Yeah, but Robbie but said to you know your Jan. Point. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, um, he was always so fucking talented, like in the plays and everything. I remember a girl I was talking to was like, oh, I have a crush on Charlie, and I was like, I, I can't compete with him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like he's a fucking yeah but we went yeah. a bunch of like his closer friends like I was more friends with his friends uh mm -hmm. we all went one night out in Queens and it was fucking so fun he's going around he was like so excited to see everybody and he was just absolutely I mean they have like water bottles of just alcohol that they squirt in everybody's face. I mean it was it's a great thought they be making costumes too, like yeah, full. Yeah. Like sometimes somebody will come in and be like, "Tonight I'm giving, I'm serving Storm," and they come in full X Men, like yeah. full costume, full makeup, and it's well, like it has to this be expensive is... to like get on because oh, this was right it's... before he went on Rue the first time. Yeah, and, the, and Charlie's been that he's doing a, another season now. He is a mega yeah. talent. Like I yeah, was there yeah. actually he's the first night though. he ever. Yeah, I was there the first night he did drag. He did Chris Jenner drag, and it was oh, really yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he back had like the, the tight little wig that. on. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in the day, I remember and, that. And I remember watching him and being like, "This motherfucker is funny," and and also yeah. like the the talent is there, and so oh, game recognizes absolutely. game. I don't care like what it is. Yeah. I just always thought he was gonna be on Broadway. I was like, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he, he I'm sure he did be. too. Yeah, this is probably a little more fun, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> way know? more fun. They don't turn the lights it's on just... off after a Broadway show, and all the old <laughs> investors get on the stage and start getting down. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not happening I mean... at Les Mis. No, <laughs> no, no. Phantom, the, the chandelier doesn't come down and swing in the second act, and then a disco ball comes out and EDM starts playing. That would be wait. Epic. You might be onto something here. Yes. Um, I would go see that Phantom of the Opera. Oh, Broadway God. is dead right now. Honestly, uh, um, Jan slash Charlie is is in power of his own career. Like, yeah. that's yeah. another thing too. Like, I was I was um, auditioning. I graduated school in theater. I was doing that whole thing, and I was just so fucking tired of waiting for somebody to put me into an idea. And it's like I, I'm just a creator in that way, and I have that sort of like directorial spirit of. So I was like, I want to just create my own fucking things. Like like you guys with this podcast, and like Charlie with his entire drag persona. It yeah. gives you the power, and you never have power in this industry. What do you want to do when you could you graduate at Tisch, right? Yep, went to NYU Tisch. Could have bought a house. Um, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> could have bought a house in yeah. like Weehawken, uh, yeah. but I didn't. Uh, but what what was it like when you were there? What was it like I, when I graduate? This is my dream. 
my dream was probably well uh, to be honest very young i was very cynical about the industry and i knew how fucking hard it was and i was like i want to graduate and work i don't care where the fuck that is sure, sure, i want to sure. work wow so i was like i That's see people work blood, baby yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. well, because my father was fucking letting me go to NYU to study theater. So I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. even at 18, I was like, fuck, okay, well, I better fucking make this worth it. <laughs> like, I better show up because he's, you know, I'm his only son. And I was, I'm, you know, wasn't gay at the time, but was, I mean, yeah. and he knew. And <laughs> I got an amazing <laughs> father who's very supportive. So I had a lot of Italian guilt and was very just like, oh, my God, I'm doing I'm putting myself on such a limb here. I better get booked. So uh, Broadway was where I wanted to go because I saw the most people close to me getting beamed up into those into that spotlight. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. I started to study musical theater and was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all these music. <laughs> yes, preach, bro, preach. I mean, musical theater is garbage. Mo <laughs> like the, some of the new stuff that's coming out, they're having to push the envelope, the Hamiltons of the world. Like yes. they're having to figure out how to make it better because all of the old stuff, all of these revivals, like so many of it it's so no more bad Rogers and hammerstein we could get rid of them right can't we fucking uh, get rid of them they have i'll say day. it right here on this podcast get yes. rid of Rodgers and hammerstein they are over <laughs> yes, yes the king the king and i does not hold up it's bad it no. should not yeah. should not happen anymore it's offensive we, it's bad yes we do not need carousel okay we do not need these plays Oh okay. God. Well, honestly, Sebastian, I'm I'm loving how much Rodgers and Hammerstein you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I did a bunch of theater, Dave. Yeah, I don't tell I, people, course. but I, I did like a lot of musical yeah, no. theater. Yeah, yeah, I did That's a ton of it. And the only and performance I was... opportunity for a, like a, a high school kid, you know? Yep. Like no one could tell and you. Of course... Oh, you could be funny uh, in a different way. Mm -hmm. Of course. And in high school, I was like, I want to be a part of the biggest show. I want to yes. do whatever's drawing the biggest audience because I'm a fucking ham. Yeah. And I was so and and no one was coming to see our like adaptation of Macbeth, but everyone was going to see Greece. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to fucking audition for Greece then. Who are you? Uh, I was duty. <laughs> which duty? Is a, yeah, which is a fun callback to my shitty ass. <laughs> the Ardia alley-oop. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I was I was duty. I sang Magic Changes, which is like from the you know the original the mm -hmm. original book of Greece. That's but we did like Fiddler on the Roof. I did um I like did Fiddler old, too. Old was, musicals like Grand Hotel. Who were you in Fiddler? I was Laser Wolf. That was my first musical ever. Ah, uh, you. But Laser Wolf is a great role for you though. I sang To Life To Life Lachaim. You know, it was fun. I'm, and we wore we did this was back in the day, so we did like a Jewish voice. You know, yeah. of course, because this was. 20 years ago at the oh, no uh, two years ago we'll say no, no what's better to make me young or to make me less problematic which one's better you know <laughs> oh my god the ultimate question <laughs> and then we wore these we had uh, we did spirit glue and we would uh had these fake huge beards that mm. we would wear to them who who were you in uh Fiddler? model model the tailor oh, oh god I, no. I i always want to be the parts that kiss the girls I uh, honestly it, I got a, I had a girlfriend that whole show her name was Brittany um she was very nice she was hodl and um we uh -huh. would make out behind the like oh. shanty town of Anatevka that we painted <laughs> 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 we would wow. make out behind like a Russian the, a painting of Russian village and mm -hmm. um a Russian village that's just in despair and people are starving to death and they need to leave so they don't get killed you know Tum tumble down <laughs> so you're leaving you're leaving NYU and you're like, I want to just get like a role player on like a show. 
I said, I want, I want to work. I'll go out and do this auditioning as much as I can. And yeah. let's see how it goes. I went on and auditioned the cattle calls. The, the, uh, system is so ancient and the way in which you have to like line up and get on this list. If you're not union, or if you're union, you're on this list and then maybe come back and maybe you'll get seen, or maybe you'll wait all day and you won't. I was like, this is so disorganized. And I knew my talents and my skills. And like, I was a, I was a fine dancer. I was a fine singer, but mm -hmm. I wasn't like a show stopping either one of those. I was what I where I really succeeded was sort of like, I don't know, being sort of like a ham and like, mm -hmm. excuse me, understanding like we when, keep it in. We love this. We love the burp. You know, we got yeah. it. <laughs> keep the burp in. Keep the yeah, burp. It's always. my it, it's my body like revolting against talking about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Musical theater. <laughs> like, uh, um. So after a little while, I stopped going to the auditions. I, I, I had an agent for a little while. They dropped me because I wasn't going to any of the auditions. They were sending me on Disney Cruise auditions. I was like, I don't want this fucking job. Fuck that, bro. I just spent four years planting roots in New York City. You want me to go to fucking like Aruba, but actually never get off the boat mm -hmm. and just yeah. like perform in The Lion King? I shouldn't even be in The Lion King. Like, and you know, it, it's <laughs> like I said, I did an all white production of Hairspray when I was 17. Oh. Like, Musical theater makes no fucking sense, and the people no. who run it suck. And, and this is not all of them. I'm making a very large generalization here, and I want to say that there are people trying to change musical theater and trying to push it in a new direction. And I have a lot of respect for those people. Yes. However, the old guard. Yes. The old guard can get fucking lost, man. It's too much. Speaking of and, the king and I, my sister did the king and I, and they fucking painted. They painted their eyes. No. When? This this was she's older than me. This was, okay, 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 okay. And this was children's theater too, so you can't even blame the kids. No, they have, cannot, They don't know better. They don't know better. And my sister was a little girl. That is awful to hear. The people who did that should be held accountable. I mean, this um, was twenty years ago in, in yeah, Staten Island. So I mean, it's I, just it's wild. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I my mom's. I asked my mom before I was talking to her before I got on here. I asked her what she did last night. She said she went to an Oriental restaurant. So. You know, it's just what do we there we can't is. some of them we just can't. It's, it's there's some battles you got to pick and some battles you got to leave. Yeah, and it's so um, weird that musical theater has because you would think it's such a place filled with like like liberals and moving forward and being progressive. It's so crazy that there's problems in that community. It should not yeah. exist there. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with including people of color in plays and musicals about people of color. Um, <laughs> yes! So, you know, it's like yeah. Rodgers and Hammerstein went to Asia and were like, oh, my God, I'm going to – what is this culture? I understand it. I'm going to write a whole <laughs> – and it's like, no, someone should have been notified. Um, yeah. But anyway like – yeah it's i don't i hate that so and you were just and also those open call auditions i had a buddy that was doing them it's an absolute ni nightmare i to be there all day and they watch you do like uh like eight bars or whatever and they go okay thank you all day is it's they know that how bad people want to be on broadway and they take advantage of that fact my last straw was yeah. auditioning for a production of hair that was not even Broadway. It was like some regional production that was just paying like a good, a good amount. Uh -huh. And I showed up and I made it all the way through to the final callback. I was like, so excited. I was like, yes, I'm going to book this. I'm like, I'm being called yeah. in for the lead. They want me for Claude. I'm so excited. Ugh. And they say, okay, so your final callback is we're going to ask you to come into the room and we're going to ask you to sing uh, 36 bars of your original cut that you brought in, but we're going to ask you to do it naked because I knew that we, was yeah. We need to know that this is something you're comfortable with and we need to know that this is something that you respect because it's a huge part of the show and the hippie the hippie lifestyle. And I was like, 
and the worst part is guys i did it like i at oh. my first thought my first thought was like this is fucking insane are are you guys like to, uh, to the other sure. people that were waiting outside i was like and they were all like well i'm gonna do it i don't give a fuck like i think everyone was putting on a front for each other because everyone was too afraid to be the one to be like this is not this yeah. is not this should be not allowed this doesn't make any sense at all anyway a bunch of them did it so i was like i'm all the way here at the callback am i really gonna drop the ball right now and then i did you it do. and then you dropped and then the ball I, I dropped the ball i went out there and fucking <laughs> sang i don't even know what the fuck i sang probably some pop rock song i can't even remember but i did it and then i didn't get the show and oh. i felt i felt so violated I felt yeah. so um, like just fucking over the whole thing. And of course, like the guys who were, were casting it, like sleazy 35, 37 year old gay guys, like blonde hair, like combed over, looking like Carson Kressley. I was like, y'all de <laughs> y'all devoured my my 20 year old body against my will. Like you held power yeah. over me. And it's like that I, I that was the last straw for me. And so sure. after that, I went to UCB. I said, I want to start to do um, I want to start to do shows that are my own i want to start to meet a community of people that are building their own stuff and i went to ucb took a few classes started to see um, um some shows there got together with my pals from nyu sudi uh -huh. green matt rogers bowen yang of all of us tessa scara we all created a musical sketch group wrote a show together did that Pop show Pop Roulette was born. Of course, I've seen it. I've seen and, his shows. Yeah, of course. That's where yes. we met so long ago. 100%. I know. And and um, that was kind of like the marriage of comedy or the introduction of comedy meets my background, which was theater, musical, singing, choreography. And it put the power in my hands. And, you know, it, we were booking shows and, and, you know, making no money. But at least I was getting that. I was filling my cup weekly with, like, the reason why we do this, which is, sure. you know, applause, laughter, excitement people seeing you and enjoying it yeah that's such, i mean i i couldn't agree more and I, i'm sorry that you had to fucking literally get naked to like f be like i deserve better you literally and i you know this is weird but like being a fat guy i get my body is like looked at differently than just like a uh because i know women experience a lot a lot of this and some i guess i've never heard a story where someone had to show their penis but uh I like have to take my shirt off often in auditions and then to not get it. There was one audition I had to do that was, um, um, what would you do? You know, that stupid NBC show where like they have a scenario, like a bad scenario and they have strangers to see if anyone in will intervene. And I had to stand there and I had to take my shirt off. The audition was I had to stand there silently and take my shirt off and other people had to make fun of me to my face. And the casting director said, you're not allowed to say anything while they make fun of you. And so I just had to stay. That was my, the whole audition. The whole audition was people just making fun of me for being fat. And these are non-comedic people, douchey actor guys that are like our fits. They were looking for like someone ripped and they just made fun of me. And after I remember they're like, okay, cut. And I just screamed. I go, this fucking sucks in the audition. I yelled because that's not who I am. And then yeah, I yeah. literally went to my agents. I was like, I can't go. I don't want to go in for fucking fat, for fat dudes. I, that's not who, that's one, not where my comedy comes from. And two, I, don't, I left, I didn't book it, just like you didn't book. And I'm like, wow, I, I literally, I, for some reason, I, I, I just left. I go, John Goodman wouldn't do that. John, I don't know why, but I just yeah. kept thinking of John Goodman and what John Goodman would do. I don't even, I like him, but he's never in my mind. But for some reason, he was my, he was my angel that day. And I was like, I need to be more like what John Goodman would do. And I, I, mean, I refuse to do that shit now. 
I agree that I, it's it's absolute bullshit to not get it. It's like it just reminds you. You feel like such a chump. You're like, what the fuck am I subjecting myself to? And not me spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a college education <laughs> to then do this. Like, yes. what the fuck is wrong with me? So then it became like a, a scramble to fucking become successful in any way possible. And I was like, I, I want to be on film and television. This is where everything's moving. Netflix was popping off. Like from, from when I was in college to when I got out of college, Netflix yeah. had like grown, had tripled in, in size and in business and we're changing the cable game. And I was like, also being gay was becoming cooler or at least yeah. just like becoming a conversation like where I was like, oh, it's not just like the gay friend who says work um, or yes. like um, like queer eye for the straight guy. It's like the the queer canon of work that was being made was diversifying a little bit. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't have to worry about passing. That was another thing too. Can you play straight? Like, can I come in and butch it up and be like, I would go in audition and be like, hi, how are you? Like, and I would just not be myself like at all. And they'd be like, you sure. know, you don't feel dropped in. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a faggot. <laughs> uh, because it, great artists, I, I think about this all the time. Any like musician or someone I like, they're showing you who they are. If you don't show someone who you are, then what the fuck is the point of me picking you? Agree. And you wouldn't get that opportunity to show who you are. And when you go to UCB, the first thing they teach you not to give UCB all the credit here, but no, UCB. No, fuck UCB. <laughs> we fuck, say that. fuck UCB. I'll say that right here, right now. Fuck UCB. Ann Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yes. Ann Rodgers and Hammerstein. <laughs> Title of app. Yes. <laughs> but um, I will say when I went there, I guess I could more attribute it to the teacher that I had, but he said comedy is truth. Like, you know, you learn very quickly. What, yeah. what you laugh because what somebody's saying, how they are being, what they're presenting to you is truthful. And you relate to it either because it's not you, but you felt that way, or it's not you and you understand how they could feel that way. Yeah. And that's where the best jokes are. It's truth. You're laughing because you're like, I fucking thought that before, or, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. And I see it that way. And it kind of set me free a little bit and was like, you know what? I'm just going to do comedy shows and be me as hard as I can. And the casting people that honestly were not in the audience then but would the people that were in the audience would go to, on to become casting directors. Like that was another thing too. I, yeah. I'm proudly 31. I turned 31 on the 4th of July and, and I think 31 also 31. Hey, I love yeah, it feels good. I'm, it, I'm in, I'm, I'm cool with it. I think it's only going to open more doors getting older, to be honest with you. What I'm saying is like, yeah, like some people around me, they used to be assistants at CAA or mm -hmm. they used to work for different casting companies. Now yeah. they have, you know, we're all in our thirties. The, they have grown. They have ascended to a places of power where it's like, because I keep doing my thing and staying in my lane and working hard there, there are people around me who saw me in pop roulette back then who now can tap back, reach back and, and we can help lift each other up and, and help create work together. And so I'm excited about that chapter going forward. That's why I'm really happy um, that I stuck it out and, and did what felt good, which was just go to the gigs where I could be myself and I then, you know, figure out a set. Like, you know, the, sure. you, you go to school for musical theater <laughs> and then after four years of learning how to sing and dance, you're like, now I gotta be a writer. <laughs> yes. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you truly have to do everything. I mean, even with with COVID happened, it was just like, okay, now you have to know how to film yourself and, and uh, like for it's like and edit videos. It's like, wait, what happened? Uh, I, I just want to make people giggle for a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the uh, I with Quibi and with Game Show was really exciting because Game Show is like the most fun live show ever. And it's not scripted. All we did was create confines, create games and stuff. And then the, the magic just happens on stage. But yeah. then when we got to do it for Quibi, I was like, I hired a full staff. I uh-huh. w- was ahead of the writer's room with Matt oh. Rogers. And like, man, I, we picked out everything. I drew our set in Expo marker on the fucking whiteboard and they yeah, built yeah. it. Like, it was unbelievable to see what can happen when somebody believes in you and gives you $2 million to make a show. And yeah. I, it was the biggest thing that had ever happened to me and th- sure. that still has ever happened to me. And even though it's a joke, I'm very proud of the show that we made because it is very queer and queer shit like that specific does not get made. It gets changed, tweaked, shelved, Comedy Central buys it and then shelves it. Sure. Um, sure. So I'm just proud of it. But it, it really reaffirmed that this is the lane that I want to be in. That I want to be producing and controlling my own material and yeah. and putting myself in the opportunities and Bro, i know you all feel the same that's 100 yeah. yeah, the future i honestly to some degree think tv is gonna uh, die a little bit you know what i mean and it's just gonna be shows like even though like stuff like quibi and stuff dies i think it's going to be like a smaller platforms that like give money to like creators yeah it, i mean i when we went to go pitch we matt and i flew to la yeah. in 2019 we met with netflix we met with um bravo we met with comedy central and we met with we met with those three and each meeting had pros and cons it was sure, like sure. we love the show but what about this or mm-hmm. oh we maybe we'll make a pilot and we'll see how it goes or yeah. like bravo was like oh could we put lisa vanderpump in it we were like um <laughs> sure Anyone fit into that world you guys I mean, are so young and free and they were like oh she could be a woman who gets it we were like but she's what? not a woman who gets it yeah. um, <laughs> what does she get <laughs> what does she get like she has zero relatability not only to like yeah. my tax bracket but also to the gay community at large so it just didn't make any sense i guess so, she owns a cool restaurant is that what she gets she's i've been cool. it is a chicken finger palace okay oh You're my gonna... god drag sir drag. <laughs> It's wow. not it, sir. It's like medium, medium. You'll get like a forty-one dollar chicken parm that you could have made for ten, and it would have been twenty times better. And that I, my friend ordered chicken parm there, and I was like, I can't believe you ordered chicken parm at sir. Like, did you fuck taste? you. Did you? I did. I taste it. Of course, it was you bad. Taste. The sauce was really sweet. It was like I don't. Ta- like, I don't fuck with sweet sauce either, bro. And sometimes people say that place Pizza Suprema in the city is one of the best pizzas. The sauce is too fucking sweet. I'm so happy that you said that. Nah. Oregano heavy and crushed red pepper heavy for me. No, um, I, that's hiding. They're hiding. They're yeah. hiding good tomatoes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you know what? You're right. You know, well, well, what we do was we would make it without any any seasoning, just crushing the tomatoes, just making mm-hmm. the sauce pure. And then yep. when you take it out, you figure out what you want to do with it. Yeah, a thousand percent. You make the t- you you use the tomatoes. Yes. Why cut? Why put? So- We're in America, so they put so much sugar in the fucking sauce. There doesn't yeah. need to be that much sugar in your sauce, people. No, it doesn't make any sense. Don't do it. No sugar in the sauce. From the three of us, we beg. Yes, Robbie, do you like sugar in your sauce? No, no, no. I don't like sweet sauce either. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Thank God you said that. After all, I just started screaming. About <laughs> no, no. I really. <laughs> I mean, John's a bleaker. I, would... I think is a little too sweet for me. People love that. Yeah. I think that's too sweet. Yeah. You know, it's funny you guys remember. I, I have never once locked into a pizza place and been like, oh, this is my favorite pizza spot. I feel like every time I'm eating pizza, it's just like, what is within the area? I'm getting that. And then I, I will eat it and be like, that sucked. Or eat it and be like, that was amazing. And I never kind of think about it twice. I'm going to start doing that. What's well, What's your local pizza spot? Well, yeah. Honestly, can I embarrass myself right now? Oh, we don't got, I, I'm in Harlem. Please. I'm in Harlem. We oh, order Domino's. Yeah, we, it's this bad. Is bad. It's we bad. call it Domino's. 
Domino's we, we, not a little I more order, Italian. I don't really do pizza that much, to be honest. What sure. the best pizza I have up here in Harlem is when my mom brings me dough from this oh. Italian bakery that was right next to the church that I was confirmed in. Yes, um, it's the water. It's the holy water in the in the oh, dough that yeah. makes it good. You know, there's God in the water, something. Mm. And um, they they make this like uh, pizza dough that's just made with like semolina flour and like old school Italian methods. It's called Salitros. It's very good. I'll absolutely plug them on this podcast if you live in Cranston, Rhode Island. But yes, um, then my mom will bring me dough and I'll freeze it and then I'll defrost it. And I'll make my own pizza with that, and that is the best pizza that I could make on a pizza pan square. I cut it with scissors. I don't know if that's your vibe. No, you are. You know, you're speaking my language right now. Scissors, and you didn't call it Sicilian. You called it a square, right? Everyone thinks this. So you're not classy calling it Sicilian, okay? It's a square no. pie, right? It's that's square. more authentic <laughs> to call it a square pie. I'm tired of of literally it's saying Sicilian. I I'm tired of fucking people calling it. Sicilian. Yeah, but they can charge you five seventy five for a slice if they call it Sicilian. Yeah. Uh, that's a thousand percent it. That it's literally like, oh, this is bougie. This is a little fancier, you know? Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of another place where I'm at with pizza. It's like if I'm spending $20 on two slices, I'm pissed. I don't care how good the fucking sauce is. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. I, uh, I, feel I you want the that. two for five with a can of soda. Get me in and out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about that. Dave, someone's coming over for dinner, right? What yeah. do you cook? What's your go-to recipe? Um, meal let's that see. Yeah. Well, so we, I was just in Fire Island for a week and I was cooking for eight people every night. Um, Fire Island like has like that. Wow. You, I you love like, it. Yeah. 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 You, they do. Dishes, yeah. I like though, to write. Oh yeah. I don't touch a ditch dish ever. Thank God. Um, thank God. But well, um, making sure you have good friends, you know, yeah, because yeah. if, <laughs> if someone cooks, you must offer to do, you don't even, you, you make it a certainty that you do the dishes. Absolutely. No questions asked. And and no. with the eight of them, between the eight of them, it was great. But I kind of like it. Like, we'll go to the beach in the morning, then we'll come oh. back. I'll smoke a joint and I'll fucking chop peppers for an hour. Like, I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun for me. And um, also, somebody's got to do it. And I have a lot of opinions on good and bad food. So I'm sure. like, yeah, let yeah. me let me step in here before somebody fucks the shit up. Um, I'm a control freak in that way. It's the cancer in me. Um, <laughs> but um, I, when I'm cooking for people, I think. My favorite thing to make is chicken marsala because I think that it's an Italian dish that um, a lot of people don't really know how to make, and it's very yeah. simple. What? Um, it's white wine, right? Uh, it's marsala wine, like it's a sherry. Marsala. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, sweet yeah. wine, yeah, um, yeah. and you you saute garlic, shallots, mushrooms. I do like a combination of like portobello, porcini mushrooms, whatever looks mm. good at the market. Like yeah. I'm starting to get to that place in cooking where I go to the market and see what the fuck looks fresh. Yeah. That's when you're getting good. Yeah. Um, wow. And then you pound out the chicken real thin, a little flour, a little bit of seasoning. You sear it on the pan, saute all the mushrooms. You add all the, um, you add a little bit of cream and the marsala wine, the marsala wine. It was, you know, I think about when I was cooking for my boyfriend, when we, when we first were dating, I had him over and I cooked chicken marsala because you have to light it on fire to cook out the alcohol in the wine. Yeah. And it is such a like baller date move. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You seem like a date. <laughs> Just like, boom, like, just torch it up. You look like Mario Batali. Actually, no, we can't. Not, not him. No, no, uh, we can't. Someone can't. else. Uh, um, uh, I mean, I know who. Uh, you look uh, like. We'll say. Uh, Emerald. Uh, Emerald. Good. Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. Uh, well, he's New Orleans, though. Yeah, uh, there's no one. You can't say anyone yeah. anymore. That all, all well, these Italian cooks were pretty bad guys, believe it or not. Yeah, we need an Italian cook who's not a bad guy. That's where I'm headed next. Honestly, yes. I'm going to I'm going to push through comedy. I'm going to do whatever I can in this industry and then I'm making a fucking hard pivot to lifestyle. 
everyone everyone goes from comedy to drama not dave dave's gonna go from comedy right to being a owning a restaurant and being a chef you know honey i'm going straight for the aisle of target i want to yeah. have i want a yes. line of bowls <laughs> yes. yes you know what? yeah i think it's good to know how to cook a little bit i like if someone comes over i have a couple of dishes i could cook right okay tell me I, I could do like uh, sausage and peppers or something like that. I think that's like a pretty good because it's kind of easy and you don't have to pay too much attention when you're cooking it. Yeah. And it makes the whole house smell good. That's so like, good. That's like a good dish to make the house. It's like, almost like before the meal, you want everyone to get, be getting excited about the smells in the room. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Marsala is sort of similar because the, when the wine, when the, when you light the wine mm -hmm. on fire, it releases like all the aromatics of the wine and the garlic. And suddenly the whole house, it's like, what the fuck are you cooking? It's yeah. uh, it's it's very. I love when the house smells like that. It feels it's really good. It's the foreplay. It's the foreplay to the meal. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And if you're not doing foreplay, nobody's gonna come. Okay. I agree. <laughs> wow. Put it on a t-shirt. Nobody's gonna come. <laughs> Robbie. It's very true. Robbie calls me the other. Robbie can't cook, so sometimes I'll go no. over his house and I'll just cook. I'll I'll like, what do you have in your fridge? I'll be like, what's going bad? And I'll like cut the peppers in his fridge and make him like a wrap. You know what I mean? Because he buys food and lets it go bad. The other day he calls me. He, he can't even make pasta, Dave. He calls me. He, oh, he I goes, can he make goes, pasta. No, yes, you I can. can make pasta. I he made calls it me. He calls me. And he times goes, in quarantine. Why isn't the water boiling? He goes, I don't know why the pasta, the water is not boiling. He just has the gas leaking all over his house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. That's bad, Dave. That's that bad. bad. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I think it was lit and it got unlit, but Sebastian doesn't think so. No. I walked Robbie, away are you and I came back and it was. Am I what? Oh, are you single? I am single. Yeah. Very. Okay. Single. So what the fuck? I, I know. Let's. I gotta let's learn. Let's learn. The chicken Marcel. I'm gonna replay that part when you just said a few times. <laughs> Listen. And write it down. It's really easy. It's not. It's not that hard. And you know the you're gonna fuck it up the first time. I try making it alone first. But like yeah. you just get comfortable with one dish, and then once you get comfortable with one, you pivot to another. Like you know, you're like, oh, I know how to make tomato sauce and pasta. And then you're like, what's yeah. vodka sauce? And it's like, oh, it's just tomato sauce with cream and vodka. Yes. So then you pivot from there, and you're like, oh, I can make vodka sauce now. It's it's similar. What could I put that sauce on? How about a pizza? Let me roll out some dough. Like. You just the tree just grows as you as you push yourself um and also don't let the don't overbuy at the grocery store just go back yeah that's go what buy what do. you need go buy what you need take it back cook that and then if that all goes well then go back to the grocery store but i've done that too where you get you're like fuck cooking i spent a hundred dollars at trader joe's and i it all rots in my fridge yeah so yeah, 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 it's discouraging but you can do it yeah, yeah, you can't. I, I'm totally about this. Like, I used to have a grocery store around the corner from me, and I would just go buy my vegetables I wanted to eat for dinner at the grocery store that day. Perfect. That's if you want for. I mean, most of the time I do do frozen veggies because it's easy. It's like, yep. what are you, what are you gonna do? I I yeah. like you got to do. You got to cook what you're going to cook. Some people go to the store and they're like. Oh, I'm gonna buy. Oh, I've never made. Uh, I've never made broccoli rabe before. Let me buy it, and then it's just in your fridge forever. Right. Yeah, don't Agreed. fucking buy. You gotta stuff commit that's to making it that day. Don't yes. lie to yourself. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. you'll over time you'll learn and be like, okay, actually broccoli lasts a really long time in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Like there are some vegetables that just have a longer shelf life that just don't go bad like that. But like a bag of spinach, you should eat that within a day. Like or yeah. there are little there are little tricks that will come out in a cookbook. I'll write in the future. Um, to keeping it fresh, you know, you put a paper towel in there, you crack the top a little bit and let air in there and the spinach will last a couple extra days. Who'd you with learn a this from? I, myself. I kind of really? like, 
Well, I was so fucking tired of like wet, stinky spinach in these like plastic bags. And I was like, Ugh. why won't it stay? And then I noticed that when I would buy it, the more expensive ones that are in like the plastic container, which to me feels so wasteful. It um, sucks. It, I was like, why do these stay better? And I was like, because there's air in here. There's little holes at the bottom of the container so that uh -huh. like if water gets in it, water comes out. And I was like, it needs to release. So I would like cut little slits in the top of the bag and it would, st it would stay better. And then after I would open it, if I didn't use it all, I would put one piece of paper towel inside and roll it yeah. up. And then when I would open it up again, I would pull out the paper towel. The paper towel would be soaking wet, but the spinach yeah. would be dry. Dave, are you Mensa? Wow. I, I mean, Mensa? I'm just saying. <laughs> Like you are literally, you are an engineer in the kitchen. Like you uh, are yeah. deconstructing how how literally not even food works, but how like how to store the storage process of food, bro. Oh my Listen, god! Listen, I'm telling you, I will be making the pivot to lifestyle within this decade. Yeah. Um, wow. it, it's it's within me, and also like you said, there's no you you can't think of an Italian chef that's not problematic. Like mm -hmm. where where is the the chef that's like, oops, I fucked up, or oh, you know what? Yay! While the pot while we're waiting for the pasta to boil, let's smoke a blunt. Like um, yeah. like yeah. where is the like uh? We don't all have to have a perfect kitchen and like know our fishmonger from down the street. Like yeah. not everyone has a family of eight. Like a lot of people have like three pans and twenty minutes. Like what can we do? Yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Bronson did something like that. I that's. Feel like. mm -hmm. You know what? I, I I told Robbie the other day because when I eat shitty, when I I shouldn't call it shitty. Me and my therapist talk about this a lot. When I eat food that isn't on plan or healthy, uh, oh, do you see the growth is happening, Dave? The that 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 modification was pro, pro level. <laughs> That's what therapy does for you people, right? Uh, so when I eat food that isn't on plan, what I want, what I I'm like, see Action Bronson. What he does is he eats the best possible quality of that food right he's like i want pizza i'm gonna go to the best pizzeria that i absolutely have to eat at because i hear it's amazing with the best mm. uh uh extra virgin olive oil you know yep. so i am a hundred percent of that mindset now if i'm yeah. gonna indulge i'm gonna indulge in the absolute like finest what i want most no more wendy's fucking junior bacon cheeseburgers you know no if they don't hit no. They don't. I'm not 14 anymore. I'm not leaving football practice. Uh, yep. We don't need to eat that. I have more no. than a dollar fifty in my pocket. Yep, exactly right. It, and also, like, you can take yourself through the mental journey of what, like, you know, chicken nuggets taste like. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh god, I fucking want McDonald's chicken nuggets so bad yeah. right now. And then I can just like think about it for a second, and I'm like, I know exactly what it tastes like. I, I can take myself through the sensory experience right there. <laughs> And then maybe that's like an after. eating disorder. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> no, this is actually this is uh, <laughs> this is actually good advice. Maybe I should close my eyes and be like, because after you eat it, you're always like, oh yeah, I knew exactly what that was gonna be, and it was. Yep, what it was. exactly. Like McDonald's French fries, I can my mouth is literally watering because I know exactly what they are and what they taste like and how I'm gonna receive them. I even know what the ranch is gonna taste like. Like I just know what it is, so I can like have that mentally and then be like, all right, now now what are we actually gonna eat? You know. Yes. Yeah. But Robbie, you gotta get to get it together, man. You can yeah, do it. Yeah, I do. I'm going to. Robbie, we'll come, when you I can get always to call a new, me. I've, I'll, I will maybe. I'll yeah, you should. If I have any, if I have any Listen, questions about oh, the chicken Marcel. What just happened here? <laughs> I'll give you my. I'll give you my number. You can text what me when you have happening? an issue. What is happening? Here? I'm not hitting on Robbie. No, I'm not hitting on Robbie. <laughs> okay, it, he's okay. he he. Um, but he's you, you got to do this. Yeah, I'm looking out for you, man. It will help. Take care of your body. Help you keep your gains, and also. Make yeah. you like I said. I literally, my boyfriend came over and I torched that pan of the chicken masala. Actually, he's leaving for work right now. Ariel, do you remember? 
Yeah. Do you? When I made chicken marsala. And Ariel, I get on mic. Lip- Come here. What? You have a video of what? I have a video of it. Of me lighting the chicken marsala on fire. <laughs> Ariel, was, gonna- it, was it hot? Ask him if, if he was attracted to you. Was it happened. hot? Were you attracted to me when that happened? Very much, he says. Very much. <laughs> this, right. this works. This. I put him on the spot here like that, but you know, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, honestly, it is a passion of mine, and you're gonna have to eat every single day of your life, so you might as well know how to do it. It looks. You look so cool if you could cook for somebody. You know what? Even the small things. I once I, I went out with this vegan girl, and she liked. I didn't have vegan snacks around, and mm-hmm. I went to the store and I bought some vegan animal crackers for the next time she came over. And then she told mm-hmm. all her friends about it. She, she's like, I told I could I was so excited that you, you bought like you were like wanted to g- give me food because that's the my family I grow I'm from. It's like, oh, you like someone you show them with a little food action, you know, agree. That's where it comes from for me, too. It's the way we show love. I mean, many in many cultures, I'd like to say it's an Italian thing, but I do believe that food is a binding element in almost every culture. Yes. Um, but especially with Italians, it was like, oh, my God, I was everyone's favorite guest at the house because I would clean my plate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like yeah. I, uh, my mom would every time we come over, she would just pull in meatballs out of the fridge for whoever. I'd be like, I don't even know if they're hungry. I don't know if they like your meatballs. Like, it was like a whole, <laughs> whole thing. But it, that's how you show love and show affection. And also, it's not that hard to cook gluten free, dairy free. I got a friend who's I've been cooking for a lot in COVID, and sometimes yeah. you can make substitutions. And you're like, you know what? I don't, th- I don't notice this at all. Like gluten free breadcrumbs, like. Honestly, no fucking difference at all. These like tiny little pieces of carb that sure. are coating your chicken. When you fry them, it tastes the same and no difference whatsoever. So in my mind, I'm like, why don't you just gluten free then? Like, why not? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, some days I go back and forth if I have celiacs or not. I'm always like, maybe it's like, do you even want to know? You know, I don't think yeah. I do. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. it won't kill me. Right. No, I don't think it will. I think that sometimes I, if I just eat too much pasta, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel kind of bad. And when I eat low carb, it goes, oh, I feel a little better. Yeah, no, completely. I um, I try try to make substitutions where I can, but also ultimately yeah. food food is passion for me. And like I said, oh. like you were saying, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go all the way. You know, yeah. I don't say yeah. when I'm at the sushi restaurant, I don't say no and try to be cute. I go all the way. Oh, you know who loves food? Doug oh. Wydick is a great cook. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a good cook. He he and I like he will ask me questions sometimes about how I will do something, and then his follow up questions imply to me that the man cooks. Like he asks me whether I'm using fresh basil or I'm using dried, or mm-hmm. you know how I'm cutting the onion, and I'm like, okay, Dougie, I see you. Wow, good. For, and you know his girlfriend is like now like a cheesemonger or some shit like that. So, yeah, <laughs> she does like. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking nice house to go over to. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, Doug's been trying to get me. To, I've been trying to get together with him. I love Doug, and um, uh, he he told me that his girlfriend does like charcuterie boards for parties and stuff. Like she does like full cheese spreads mm-hmm. and like brings them to events, and it's like kind of her business. But I agree, we need to get the fuck over here. Yeah, because I love. I th- I also think charcuterie boards are very sexy. I think that in if. I, li- I like to go away on trips with people. And if I'm going away on a trip and we're eating cheese in bed, I'll, you got my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like cheese in bed, you got my heart. Champagne in the hot tub, cheese in the bed. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, if you're going to uh, with me, that's what you're getting. And like, you got to be on board with that. If we I'm go, obsessed. If, if I go away on a trip with a girl and we're not eating some food in bed, we're not living, you're not living my lifestyle. 
Agree 100%. Room service is a must. If I'm in a hotel, yes. I'm I'm eating <laughs> something in that bed. I don't care what the fuck it is. We need to say eating in bed is one of the best feelings in the in the world when it's not your bed. Especially it's not your bed. Yeah, exactly. When, when it's your bed, it's a little sad. When it's not your bed, it is luxury. <laughs> Absolutely. It, I agree 1,000. Because who gives a fuck because it's not your bed? Let's eat. Stains all over. Who cares? Who cares? Who? I, oh. I follow in the in the COVID. I ended up following. I got on the TikTok thing and I followed a lot of random shit. My algorithm, my feed on TikTok is absolutely insane. But um, I followed what? a girl who does like massive cheese boards that uh -huh. like she starts really close and then zooms out and uh -huh. it's like the size of the whole kitchen table. Like that's what she does. Oh. Is she goes to a, like a person's house and covers the whole kitchen island in like brown paper and then fills the entire island with like apricots fig like all these different kinds of crackers like all these different kinds of cheeses like prosciutto like all this it's like oh. i'm like i'm obsessed with this i will watch this video a thousand times and i do sure sure i'm obsessed with that too i i like there's something about like celebrate the holidays in my house are the most gavonish thing you've ever seen <laughs> it's literally it's disgusting and if if you're not if you don't feel disgusted at the end of it my mother's not happy yeah, you should feel sick and and sad about what you've done. <laughs> sick and you should have to. You know when you eat eat so much and you have trouble sleeping. Like yeah. there's uh -huh. a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a line where you like, oh, that meal was good. I'm tired. Or there's a line. I don't think I'm gonna sleep till to four a.m. tonight. My aunt Carol at dessert would put out dessert like you know like wine biscuits, these pepper uh -huh. biscuits, uh, ricotta cheesecake, and a little thing. I remember one time when I was a kid, I went and ate them. I was like, these candies suck. It was Tums. She put out Tums in a little bowl. Oh. <laughs> that's a queen that your girl is a queen literally like and they look like little candies and like this beautiful little like glass tiffany i don't know my all the italian ladies in my family have a thousand little cute little bowls for shit lennox they love my mom the, oh, lennox, her first yeah. outing with her friends when COVID, they both got the vaccine my mom goes i'm so excited i'm so excited i go what's the matter mom she goes i'm going to the lennox factory yeah. <laughs> She was excited that her and her friend were going to walk around to look at discount Lennox bowls together. I cannot. I mean, my mom literally got vaccinated. Probably went straight to TJ Maxx. She doesn't even she doesn't even fuck around like and she. My mom is a TJ Maxx with bangs, basically. Nice. And, but she's got all these bowls. But I always remember Aunt Carol fucking putting out those tums and be, me being like, what the fuck? And then like five years later, when I was like in my, my mid 20s, I was like, oh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm Carol. Where are those tums at? <laughs> yes. yes. Where they at? 100%. Does your mom have a lot of signs hanging around with little sayings all over the house? Um, Yeah, a few of them. I've tried to do my best as a gay son to get them off off the walls. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's being like, Mom, why don't we try, like, what about nothing on that wall? You ever thought, like, <laughs> what if we did, like, we went, like, stripped down? It's something everyone's doing right now. Like, if, if you get gay with it, you can convince your mom to do anything. Yeah. Like, if you... <laughs> Like a superpower. I'm just like, oh, mom, no, this is what's on trend right now. Like, everyone is doing bare walls. Like, they're doing nothing. But yeah, my mom's got one that says, like, it's wine o'clock. You know, oh, yeah. um, the wine culture is why the wine signs is so funny. Who saved who with a with a wine bottle? You know, and I'm, I can't with that shit. It's just, it's so silly. And it's like, honestly, mom, you've never said that. You don't, you yeah. don't say that. <laughs> like, I've once, never heard you say that. No, I once hooked up with a girl and then I woke up in the morning. I saw she had a, a sign on her wall from TJ Maxx and it said she believed she could. So she did. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs>
and then oh. I said it in bed. Uh, I said it in bed to her, and she got so pissed at me. <laughs> she was like, "Don't make fun of my motivational things on the wall." I'm just like, I don't know. I'm so sorry, but yeah. like, this is a little corny. I agree. I'm not somebody who like a, like a, a sentence every morning like changes how I feel about my yeah. day. I'm just too cynical for that. But yeah, um, I my mom has them everywhere. You know, like in the kitchen, it says like gather. Yeah. We yeah, have those. Wow. I feel like a lot of the ones that are in wow. my house were gifts and my parents just feel bad not putting them out. And then you just accumulate gifts over the years. And Don't then... be buying gifts that people have to put on their walls. I know. Mm-mm. Don't be buying decor. Buying decor for people is actually a big, a big no, no. Buying art is good, but you give it to them like, you know, rolled up and then they can decide whether to frame it or if it's appropriate for their home at this moment or not. But yes. like buying people like throw pillows or like, like my mom bought me throw pillows and blankets for Christmas. And I was like, these are all ugly. I don't want these in my house. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> I'm taking them back. Also, why are you giving me pillows here in Ro- pillows here in Rhode Island? I've got to drive them all the way back to New York City. Like what the fuck? Not an easy trip. Not no. Pillows are hard to, to transport. My mom asked for a blanket for me for Christmas. I made her fucking pick it out on the website. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you- COVID, after COVID, hon, just tell, send me the link. Yes, I, we need to be more comfortable just being like, is this what you want? Great. My parents are like, literally send me a list of uh, the things that you want for Christmas. Well, we're both very lucky to have parents that will do that for us. However, yes. this year for my birthday, I was like, just give me like 300 bucks, like or something sure. like, yeah. just give me, <laughs> give me cash. Try to trend me to too. Yeah. I was, I need like pay for my cabs for the weekend. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cabs are expensive uh, back and forth to Harlem if you're in Brooklyn mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah, but I, I, I try to be good with it. I've been hanging out with, um, uh, my boyfriend and I have been hanging out with another couple that we've gotten very close to over the quarantine and they live not far from us and we do a lot of the same things. So usually it's split four ways, but we still got to take a fucking XL and you know, Uber's not going to change that because they're making bank on that shit. Why would they go yeah. back to four people in an X when they could just keep it at three? But yeah, last night we were, when I left Juicy, I called an Uber. We were going from 48th and 8th to 31st and 6th, $41 on Uber. Wow. What? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you so we called the cab. So we called the yellow taxi. We get in the yellow taxi. He takes a right and goes into Times Square to go down through Times Square. Uh, it's all blocked off. We're oh. sitting in the taxi for 15 minutes. The meter's just going, 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 going. And you're like, you know what? This is the other, the, the other devil that I hate. Mm-hmm. So we get out, and you better believe it. I said, after all fucking that, I hopped that turnstile and I took the fucking queue down one stop to 34th Street and was <laughs> yeah. like, we should have just, we should have just fucking taken the subway. Like, let's get back to old New York. Let's yeah. let's do it. Hop in the turnstile, huh, Dave? I didn't realize. Yeah, when I get pissed, when I get pissed, I hop the turnstile. Yeah, when New York fucks me, I fuck her back. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta. If you're not fucking New York, I don't know why why we're doing it. You know. Honestly, I've been in the city for twelve years. I know you've been in the city your whole fucking life. Like sometimes, like fuck you. Actually, I didn't hop the turnstile last night. Somebody opened the the gate. Yes. Yes. And me and like five other people were all like, "Let's go!" Like ran. You know, like the cops were actually right there. Not a single one of them said a single thing. Uh, they got bigger fish to fry up in Times Square. Sure. Good. Yeah. Let them. Uh, they, they shouldn't be pissed about people fucking just sneaking into the subway. I Sometimes mean, it could it, it, it could be because we were all white. And, you know, that has that's a yeah. whole separate issue. Yes, but at the yes. same time, I was like, I, 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 we literally did it. And then, of course, I had like panic. I was like, oh, my God, there are cops right here. But uh-huh. then it, we all just kept moving. And I was like, well, maybe they'll catch one of the, like the weaklings behind me before they grab me. <laughs> There was two, two other women behind me. She had a stroller. I was like, yeah, they'll get her before they get me. I'm going to yes. fucking run. 
I heard they you, gave the little the kid the baby a ticket. <laughs> the baby was the one who actually has to go to court all the way up in the Bronx next next uh, uh, month. Well, you know, so they'll probably fare better than me. They're probably cuter. <laughs> you had back to back Pride weekend, birthday weekend. Yeah, and it always goes that way, as you yeah. can hear, as I hack up a literal lung. Um, I uh, it's always uh, I'm a Fourth of July baby, and it's always Pride weekend, and then Fourth of July right afterwards. So it's like you like that. I usually it's like your summer vacation, like summer break, like not break, but I wish there was a week in between so that we could okay. just take a little bit of a breather because it just kind of feels like one rolls right into the other. But last year it wasn't a thing. Like pride didn't happen. I did. I had my 30th birthday alone on my rooftop with like five of my friends. Yeah. Um, so this year in particular, I just think not only was pride going as hard as it's ever gone because um, we had been cooped up for so long. And also it was just like the masks were getting, taken off at that time and like um regulations were changing new york was opening up it just all coincided during pride weekend mm -hmm. um and also gay people are absolutely tongues out right now like everyone's sucking face with everybody so anyone gets any little sniffle shit is going around they call it the gay cold that's happening right now wow wow yep. i mean that's i mean that's fun that sounds fun to be the I gay would, the gay cold. cold yeah it sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I got the gay cold and then I kind of fought it off and then my birthday and now it's really here. And the, the it's it's basically just a lot of nasal congestion and a bad cough, but it's not COVID. I went and got tested two days ago and it was like, what the fuck is this? They were like, you're fine. You have the gay cold. <laughs> I was like, I have HIV. They were like, they were like, no, no, no. It's a different gay cold. Just take some Claritin. I was like, you can't call it that. I'm offended. Oh. No, a doctor, a professional doctor. Fauci actually is, he named it, <laughs> I believe. Um, wow. This, uh, Dave, yeah. this was so fun. I'm so happy that you were able to come here and joke around with us. Sebastian, I had a great time. Both of you, Robbie, it's so great to meet you. Um, I love yeah, the, the, uh, Robbie, are you Italian? Uh, yes. Okay. This is a good circle. These are, these are yeah, boys I would cook circle. for. Yes. Listen, Let us know. we should do that. I honestly, I'll chef it up. I got a, I got a nice kitchen up here in Harlem. If you're ever feeling like journeying up North of the wall. I love um, it. No, Harlem's yeah. nice. I like Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. We, we enjoyed up here, but it's been a blast. Sebastian, you're always one of my favorite people to have on any one of my shows that I produce because you commit so fucking hard. You <laughs> are when you at UCB will never say it again, but the last time you used to walk on stage and shut shit down and i was always so inspired by you because i was like this motherfucker comes on and is sebastian Canelli from staten island from the moment he walks on to the moment he walks off and everyone loves him for it and i was like oh. i am gonna take a page out of that book because i just want to be as comfortable in me as he seems so you're Thank i've you. always had a soft spot in my heart for you oh dave that's so nice to hear i appreciate that so much that makes yeah. me feel so special it's real no joke and robbie we've only just met but you're very adorable and i will help you cook you can you can text me whenever you want yeah robbie you. what are you gonna cook for dinner tonight <laughs> tonight yeah i don't know i have chicken make a promise freezer. make a promise right, right now will, what do you, come on make a commitment I'll you have make, chicken i'll make chicken and peppers and put it on a wrap some hot All right. sauce. Okay. <laughs> okay it sounds medium i don't want yeah. it but I, but but send me a pic okay yeah yeah well, well uh, robbie you have to take a pic we'll have to post right, i'll okay? actually try to I'll actually we should do you guys should do a, a version of the pod live where we chef it up i yes, i'm trying to figure yes. out i'm trying to figure out how to bring live live cooking and like cooking on stage to comedy like how can i 
cook a meal while it's happening? Like maybe is it, it's like an Emerald Live, but it's not like, how do I do it? I want to do it. It's never been done. And I would Dave, love to do it for you guys. You know what you should do? You should host like a, a, a cooking class as a comedian. Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Like maybe take make- it take it out of the performance space and put yes. it into like a kitchen, like where they do they do have cooking kitchens, I'm sure. That they, 50, 50 couples could come and you teach them how to cook a meal and you're a comedian as you do it. Oh, that I I haven't even thought about that type of a space because in my mind I'm like post COVID how would I even bring food and like like I just don't even know if like people trying things is even a thing like but when you bring it to that other space and then just bring the comedian component just as me versus it being like at the bell house yeah and you could actually and it's that's a Wednesday night rather than your weekend nights doing your comedy shows right bank probably yeah Yeah, you could make a lot of money you could make a lot of money Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because you're paying for your entertainment and a cooking class it, it, they, and you're gonna eat the food yes and, it's yeah. and i would like lean into it oh my yeah. god wait a minute and also i bet like i could i could put that on because i'm like how would i get people but i would just get get an yeah. audience the same the way that i get an audience one, for my yeah, comedy yeah, shows yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it, uh, you have to do this you okay we'll be there the first class i'll I, i'll bring i want it yes <laughs> that is something i'm gonna hold you both to Yes. Um, but wait, we just cooked up the it. idea right here on this podcast. We just cooked up this idea, and if it go, if it goes far, it, you got to know everyone has to know it started right here. Because I love that. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that kind of. And for me, for some reason, they only exist in foreign countries in romantic comedies. Like I've never seen yeah. like actually a cooking class thing. But I know like Will, even Williams and Sonoma does. They have like a whole test kitchen in the back of some of their larger stores where there is like a stage almost, yes. and then like little cooking like things i don't know how many it can fit but also it could be like maybe a certain tier like eight people pay to cook and then like a hundred people just watch yeah yeah and yeah. you could also live stream it and charge people to watch the live stream yeah because then you could cook because i tried to they do that with home. i tried yeah, to do yeah. the instagram live stream thing during COVID, but the, sure, the market hard. was so, ugh, i was it didn't it brought all the joy out of cooking for me i was just stressed and all i wanted to do was fucking eat yes um, yes yes huh no but you 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 talk to William Sonoma and they'll be the ones that are selling it on their websites, a live stream with the comedian uh, cooking for you. And then I'm you gonna, have actual people there. I'm going to get on Google right now and figure out who, who, if there even are places in New York that do this and, and what kind of what the whole vibe is, but this is Dave, huge. You have to do this. This is a great thing to do on the week on the weekdays when you like have a free night rather than like all your weekend yeah. shows. Agree, a hundred percent. I'm gonna go oh, for it. Thank I God this. I did your podcast. Yeah. This, is the, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Dave, what do you want to plug? What do you want to plug for the people, all the hotties out there? Listen, I want to plug my future cooking class at a Williams Sonoma near you. <laughs> yeah. I want to um, plug Game Show, which is um, available to watch right now. Our first season um, has gone from Quibi to now Roku. It's streaming for free. All you got to do is download the Roku channel app. You literally just set up a free account. It's there to watch. Um, I'm so proud of it. And if you like Game Show, our show, which Sebastian has done many yes. times, um, if you like the show, it would be awesome if you watched it because I'm so proud of it and it's really representative of queer comedy at its best. Yes. Um, also, you can come see me uh, every single Wednesday at Juicy at the Q Club on 48th and 8th in Manhattan. I have friends coming through every single week. It is a tight hour comedy show um, that is a lot of fun, and I would love to see you all there. Dave produces and is so funny. Please, please, please go support Game Show. It's such a special show. Please go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, Robbie, what do you want to plug? Nothing, just us. Loud about that's beautiful. Just us. Just us. (laughs) Just me and Robbie. (laughs) Yes, that's beautiful. All right. We love all you hotties out there. Keep rating review five stars. All right, Robbie, hit the fucking music. 